Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Beautiful Thursday morning here in the city of Tucson. It is January the 20th, 2022, 702 on your Tucson Thursday. You're listening live here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. And we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show, breaking it all down for you today and every day, keeping it live, keeping it local, keeping it fun, keeping it informative, opinionated, all those things that you expect from uh, from this radio show at least. We're going to keep it here, and also uh, things you also can expect from this radio show is that we'll be talking NFL every single day here on the Jeff Dean Show. That is my promise to you that if I'm on the air, we're going to talk NFL that day just because that's what we do. I mean, that's what that's what America does. That's what America is interested in. I mean, I could I could fill airtime with discussions on golf or tennis or you know racquetball or whatever I you know anything that's that's going on in the world, but really. The thing that uh, that people want to know about is uh, is NFL. They have opinions on the NFL. It is something that runs the gamut year round. And this year, <clears throat> you know, with the introduction of the USFL, we're going to get to talk some different kind of pro football, so that we don't have to just you know beat you with NFL news. We can talk about some USFL stuff, as uh, small as it may be. I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun product. We'll actually uh, we're going to be bringing on uh, some some people that are inside the uh, the league. Uh, just before we uh, before it kicks off, and uh, we'll talk with them about that. It's uh, looking forward to it actually. Hey, look, more football is better for everybody, even if it's not the greatest football. I mean, even people watch the XFL for a couple of weeks, <laughs> you know, while it was going on, and uh, it made some headlines, and people had some fun watching it. And you know, it's it's always a chance to see uh, some of the guys that played in college and stuff like that as well. So guys, you remember from college, like, oh, I wonder what he was doing, and yep, there he is playing for the. Michigan Panthers or, you know, whomever. So uh, we'll be talking about that. <clears throat> we also keep it local here. I have uh, a little breakdown. I shouldn't say a little breakdown. A full preview and breakdown of the game between the Arizona Wildcats and the Stanford Cardinal. That is tonight. Uh, that game is at 9 p.m. You can watch it on ESPNU along with a uh, pot of coffee and, and uh, enjoy some uh, enjoy some college basketball tonight as the Wildcats take their show on the road, the 14-1 and uh, and third-ranked AP team in the country, the Arizona Wildcats, heading to 10-5 and five Stanford. And I'll have a full breakdown of that coming up a little bit later on in the show as uh, we, uh, we uh, I'll tell you what the keys of the game are, a little bit about Stanford, what you can expect to see out of that game. And uh, no predictions, obviously, because I work for the team. I don't really care to do that kind of stuff. But um, we'll, uh, we'll certainly offer you some, some information on how you can watch the game and how maybe you can uh, uh, determine some expectations for tonight's contest. Speaking of contests, we have two contests for tickets today. We're going to be giving away more tickets to go see Adia Barnes and the women's basketball team this Friday. That game is going to be at the McHale Center versus Utah at 7 p.m. It's going to be a call to win on that one, so be listening for your cue to call on that. And we also have those family four-packs of tickets to go see the Tucson Roadrunners next Saturday night for Star Wars night. They're playing Bakersfield that night, so we'll have a family four-pack of tickets for that, and that is going to be a text-to-win contest. So be listening for your cue to text for that. 
So uh, we had uh, we had we've had winners all week in those, and uh, we're looking to give away some more today. The we'll talk some MLB today too because I've got it on my list here. It's just there's there's just some just some things of note. We haven't talked MLB in a while since. I mean, I I think I literally said on the air the, the day that they got locked out. I said I won't be talking about this until we have any news, and unfortunately, I've been chomping at the bit. And I, I do have some friends that uh, that still work in Major League Baseball. I saw one of them last night, and the 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 talk immediately went to everything that's going on, and it just riled my feathers. And so I'm going to talk a little MLB today because we have, uh, you know, just uh, just some opinions that I want to share and some numbers, you know, some important numbers that I think that that people should know about, and maybe some expectations for the upcoming season, maybe if there's going to be one. Uh, but we'll start. With a wild night in the NBA, man, what a night in the association it was. Fun night in the association, huh? Uh, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers scores 50 points in just 27 minutes in that game last night as, uh, as the, the, uh, the, you know, the 76ers, of course, put, up a, you know, put on a show. 27 minutes, 50 points is just remarkable. They beat the Orlando Magic 123 to 110. I mean, look, Orlando's awful. Um, uh, the only other thing I think that was most interesting to me in that game was that Mo Bamba, that you know the the highly touted uh, you know rookie that came out of Texas a couple a couple of years ago, who has uh, not really made a whole lot of headlines in the NBA, he scored 32 points, which is a career high for him, largely because Joel Embiid doesn't play any defense. So there you go, um, he 50 points in 27 minutes gives up 32 to Mo Bamba. Uh, Bamba played more than 27 minutes. He scored on some other guys, too, but made the chunk of those points against uh, Joel Embiid, who was largely um, uh, celebrating himself uh, after scoring a bucket and then coming back down on defense and not playing any, which means he'll probably win the NBA's MVP award because that's who they usually give those things to is to guys who don't play defense. They don't give it to the best player. Uh, Often, otherwise, LeBron James would have won like 11 in a row. They just give it to the guy who's the most exciting, the best scorer, whatever have you. Um, somebody who goes to the free throw line 31 times a game. Look at you, James Harden. Uh, so it was. I mean, it, it was. A, it was. It's a great feat. I mean, it's the it's the second fewest amount of minutes in NBA history for a player to score 50 points. So that was fun. And uh, Joel Embiid certainly doing a lot of things for the Sixers. You know, they got 26 wins this year. They're 26 and 18 without a point guard. You know, Ben Simmons saga continues. So. Um, I mean, you know, he, he's he's a good player. <clears throat> I don't really care for his attitude, and I would like nothing for uh, the Phoenix Suns to play the Philadelphia 76ers in a finals and watch DeAndre Ayton just stuff the ball right in his face, but we may have to wait a while for that. There was some other fun in the NBA last night, late action last night. I was watching this game with some with some friends before I went to bed, and uh, in the uh, the Denver Nuggets game, that went to overtime. It was that uh, you know the 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 uh, the Denver game against the the Clippers last night, and Nikola Jokic was having himself quite a night. He finished with forty nine points, fourteen rebounds, ten assists. Now he did not get that triple double until there was one point seven seconds left on the clock in overtime when he fired a cross court pass to Aaron Gordon. Yes, your Arizona Wildcat, Aaron Gordon who was standing all alone in the corner as the shot clock was tick, tick, ticking down, as the game clock was ticking down. Aaron Gordon rises and fires and buries the three-pointer, 
and buries the Los Angeles Clippers. The Nuggets win that game 130-128. to 128. Aaron Gordon, <clears throat> not necessarily the walk-off, even though his teammates thought it was a walk-off. There probably should have been a technical foul for that because the team stormed the court, and there was still 1.7 seconds left. The Clippers are trying to inbound the ball. Referees have to stop the game. They're like, get off the court. And so probably could have been called for a technical there, but they didn't do that nonetheless. The Nuggets get the dub. Uh, they're now 23-20. and 20. They uh, they send the Clippers. The Clippers now two games under five they They're still desperately waiting for Kawhi to get healthy and come back. He's obviously a difference maker for them, but uh, until that happens, they're still going to be a middling team in the West. Now, speaking of technicals and, and not handing them out, what happened last night in D.C. is is nothing short of criminal because, <clears throat> pardon me, as the Brooklyn Nets were in town to take on the Wizards, the uh, the Wizards that are currently coached by your Arizona Wildcat, Joseph Blair, who got his first win of his uh, NBA head coaching career when they thumped the 76ers the other night, taken on the mighty Nets in D.C. last night. They lose the game 119-118. to However... There was a play in the game that <clears throat> look it, it it may or may not have changed the outcome of the game. However, when you look at how the game finished, you can't help but think that it would have possibly swayed things in a different direction. There were it, it, it's in it, it's about I think there's like four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, <clears throat> and the Wizards have the ball. They try to fire the ball to Kyle Kuzma, who's standing in the corner on the uh, on the sideline there, in the, in the corner for a corner three. As they fire the ball to him up the sideline, Nate Vanderpool reaches out and deflects the ball. Now, here's the problem. Nate Vanderpool does not play for the Brooklyn Nets, nor does he play for the Washington Wizards. He is an assistant coach for the Brooklyn Nets, who decided to stick out his hand from the bench as he was standing there and deflect the ball. So, like, this is this is one of the wildest things I think I've seen in, a, in, in one of the more ridiculous officiating misses that I can remember in any in any sport in recent memory. The official who is standing there on the sideline watching this all happen <clears throat> looks directly at Nate Vanderpool. Look, I mean, looks right at him. Turns away, blows the whistle and points in the favor of the Brooklyn Nets, saying that the ball miraculously took a dramatic left turn, stopped in midair, and took a left turn and fell to the ground mid, mid-flight. I mean, literally breaking the laws of physics <laughs> and, and awarding the ball to the, to the Brooklyn Nets, who then went down and scored. Actually, I think they scored six of the next eight points in that basketball game following that turnover. There, I, I just, I, I can't possibly conceive in, in any world where an official would be standing there looking at that. I mean, everybody in the building saw it. Everyone in the building saw it. <laughs> and, and no call. And you watch the replay, and I watched the replay several times last night, and you can see the slow motion replay. You can see the official. It's from the camera, like, underneath the basket. You can see the official look directly at the assistant coach right at the, the the Nets bench, and just turns around and points in the other direction. Unbelievable. Joseph Blair and the Wizards get reft last night in their loss to the Nets. 
and uh, the Nets go on to win that game, one nineteen, one eighteen. Uh, I think it. I mean, I listen. I'm not going to say that it would have changed, like I said, the outcome of the game, but I think it certainly would have had uh, a, a certain uh, a, a certain impact on the outcome of, of last night's contest. And finally, in La La Land, oh, the Lakers try as they may with LeBron James going 30 and 12 with some assists last night. They could not beat the lowly Indiana Pacers in front of their home crowd, a, a home crowd that was less than enthused to watch their team play last night. Let's just call it that. Now, here's the, the more important thing. Demonis Sabonis, by the way, had a triple-double in that game. I would just like to maybe not injure myself, patting myself on the back a little bit there, but certainly, you know, stretch out the shoulder a little bit, stretch out the elbow by reaching over in there, patting myself on the back. Uh, when I saw Demonis Sabonis as a freshman at Gonzaga at McHale Center, I I, I immediately took away from it. I was like, that kid's going to be a star in the NBA. Like, there, there's just there's no doubt in my mind that he is going to be an NBA star. And I think he leads the NBA this year in double doubles. I, I don't I'm not positive on that. I think he's got like 32 double doubles this year, which would certainly be up near the uh, the leaderboard with you know 45 games in the in the uh, in the books. He had a triple-double last night in Los Angeles. The Pacers win that game. However, it was a decision by Frank Vogel late in the game that has made headlines and a post-game press conference from a less-than-enthused LeBron James. Now, the directive apparently came from upstairs that the, the coaching staff needed to, quote, do what you need to do in regards to Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has not been fitting in in that program, in that system, in that team. And it's it's been a real problem. He was 2 of 14 from the field the other night when they asked why the, you know the, the Lakers are struggling so much. He says it's because I can't bleeping shoot. And uh, that was on a night they gave up 130 points to the Sacramento Kings. Listen, if you think the reason you're losing by by 16 points at home to the Sacramento Kings on a night you gave up 130 points if you believe that the reason that you lost that game is because you can't shoot, then therein lies the problem. Frank Vogel benched Russell Westbrook for the final four minutes of that game last night against the against the Indiana Pacers. It was a five, I think it was a five or a seven-point game. I can't remember which. It was either five or seven-point game at the four-minute mark when he benched Russell Westbrook. And it wasn't because of Russ's offense. It was because Karis LeVert was going off in the fourth quarter against Russ's defense. They were hounding Russ. Please, don't give up the right hand to Karis LeVert. He always goes right. Everybody in the world knows this. You've watched 10 seconds of film on Karis LeVert. You know to make him go left. Always make him go left. What does Karis LeVert do with about seven minutes to go in that game? Isos Russ, goes right, and blows right by him. Gets an easy layup. Pacers go up five, four or five at the, at the time, I believe. And the, you can just tell the bench is like, we're done. We're done with this guy. We can't, we can't do this anymore. So Frank Vogel benched him. Now, this may be a ploy by management to give themselves the scapegoat that they need for this season to say, well, you know, Frank Vogel just wasn't the right guy. The same Frank Vogel that won an NBA champion, quote-unquote, air quotes, NBA championship, asterisk, asterisk, two years ago in the bubble, right? Same guy. Won a championship with the Lakers, 
<laughs> just two years ago. All of a sudden, apparently this guy can't coach and he needs to be fired. Listen, I was talking about it last night because, you know, one of my buddies brought up, I was like, hey, what, about, what about Frank Vogel getting fired? I mean, they need to fire the front office. They need to fire Rob Polinka. They need to fire whoever is responsible for putting this roster together because it is an absolute joke. I'm, listen, I'm not a Laker fan. I am enjoying the hell out of this. This is why this is why I'm enjoying talking Laker basketball this season because they stink. They're 22 and 23 right now. They can't stay healthy. They can't defend anyone. They can't defend their home court. They can't play the perimeter. They can't protect the rim. They can't do anything. Yeah, sure, they can score points. You get the arguably the greatest player in the history of the game on your basketball team doing everything he can to lift up everybody else around him. This is the one time I've defended LeBron James and been like, look, the guy has no help. He's he's out there by himself, almost you know, scoring and, and being in games. And they, you know, they, well, look, they've won 22 games in spite of the amount of problems that they have with that roster. They have guys on that team that are would not be starting in the NBA for any other team, let alone the Los Angeles Lakers, that are getting 25 to 28 minutes a game. It is a real problem for the Los Angeles Lakers. And Rob, Frank Vogel is going to get fired, and they're going to go through this season as an interim coach. The Lakers may or may not make the postseason, depending on if AD comes back or if they can find something to do with Russ. Uh, or if LeBron just kind of wills them to do it. Like the, like, there are a couple teams in the West, like the, the, the Nuggets, you know, as good as Nikola Jokic has been, they're not, like, exactly torching the league right now with wins. Utah, who is usually a very scary team, has lost nine games this year in which they've been a double-digit favorite. So it's not like they're torching the West or torching the league either. It's like the Warriors and the Suns, and then everybody else in the West is just kind of like, eh, 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 pretty good team. Eh, they could win or lose any given night. When the Suns of the Warriors usually like, oh, the Suns lost. Oh, my gosh, the Warriors lost. Oh, the Nets lost. Everybody else, you're like, eh, I kind of saw I could have seen that coming. It's very, very top-heavy West. And when I say top-heavy, it's two teams, and that's it. Top-heavy NBA this year. Who out of the East is, is going to scare the Brooklyn Nets in the postseason, outside of your uh, Joseph Blair coach, Washington Wizards, who should have won last night. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, we'll start talking some NFL because Mike McCarthy faced the media yesterday and faced a slew of questions in regards to his job security. I'll have some thoughts on that uh, coming up in just a little bit. Now, FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, of course, they're offering all kinds of uh, special promotions and deals and things like that that you can get involved with, and there's no better chance to get into FanDuel Sportsbook than right now for the divisional playoff round. New signers, new you know, new users to the to the FanDuel Sportsbook can get thirty to one odds on any divisional team to win the game this Saturday or Sunday. You can place a five dollar bet, win one hundred and fifty bucks. It's just that simple. Sign up with my promo code Dean today. Get yourself signed up for FanDuel Sportsbook, and you can bet any team. $5 bet gets you 150 bucks. And if you're already a FanDuel user, that's fine. You can refer a friend. The Refer a Friend program is great. When you refer a friend, with uh, you send the, the link from your account to their uh, email. When they sign up, 
they get 50 bucks, and you get 50 bucks. It's just that simple. America's number one sports book is a partner with the NFL, and they have safe and secure transactions. There's uh, plenty of different promotions that you can access throughout the days and throughout the weeks in all the different markets, whether it be NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball. Uh, if we get a Major League Baseball season, you can possibly get some of that as well. So sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook today. We'll uh, we'll get you that uh, that promo code, Dean. That'll get you the 30-to-1 odds on any divisional team to win this weekend. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show here. ESPN Tucson, 104.9 FM, 1490 AM. Keeping it live and local here. Now, talking the NFL, listen, yesterday, Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, was faced by the media. In that meeting, he was peppered by questions, numerous questions about his job security. And he had, you know, the typical answers, you know, the media always wants to fire the coach. And, you know, we're doing the best job we can. And I'm a winner. And I came here to win football games. We made the playoffs. We played a really good team and we're going to go back and we're going to look at it and see how we can improve ourselves next year blah, 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 blah. all right <clears throat> fine here's my question now, now i i'm on record yesterday as saying that mike mccarthy should be fired that uh they should go and, and if if dan quinn is going to go find a job somewhere else then that's good for you know, if you're a cowboys fan then you, you want dan quinn to go find a job somewhere you look you want him to stay your dc he's a very good defensive corner you do not want dan quinn leading your team if you watch the the atlanta falcons over the final four years of his six-year stint in, in atlanta you will understand why you wouldn't want him as your head coach you also don't want kellen moore as your head coach if they hire from within kellen moore is just not ready for that job he, it's it's just too heavy of a job for him I recommended yesterday that they go out and they just they do whatever it takes to bring in Jim Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh will come in has you know extensive head coaching experience will come in and bring a different type of attitude to that uh, to that landscape there he'll also most likely hire Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator who I think is the best DC in the entire league best DC in the country in my opinion in football period uh, Vic Fangio and I, I look I just think that, look I, I don't I don't want the Cowboys to be good I'm a, like I said I'm as an anti-Cowboys fan, essentially, I uh, I I prefer them to be three and thirteen or three and fourteen or whatever every year. But let's face it, when the Cowboys are good, it's good for the NFL. It's good for football. It gives us a lot of things to talk about, and that's why we're talking about it today and not talking about any of the teams that are currently uh, still involved in the playoffs with a chance to win a Super Bowl. But they're going to be playing this weekend for big, uh, you know, for big stakes. So let's take a look at this. Why why should Mike McCarthy be fired? And the reason may be just as simple as you think. The reason he should be fired is because people are asking about his job security. And I know that fans are the first people to want to fire a coach. And I'm, I am rarely, rarely the fire the coach guy. Rarely am I the fire the coach guy. I can always find other reasons that were explainable, palpable, acceptable for why a team didn't perform up to expectations, Okay. I'm rarely the fire the coach guy. In this instance, though, I am the fire the coach guy. To me, it's obvious. It's, it's, it's patently obvious that he does not know 
what he's doing. He cannot get that team to a Super Bowl because of all of the inequalities that he shows while trying to manage a team, whether it be in preparation time leading up to a game or in the 60 minutes on the sideline of a game. The fact that he's even being asked about job security, the fact that people are talking about it, the fact that media is asking him questions about his job security, that Jerry Jones is having to answer questions about Mike McCarthy's job security next season, is prime one example why he should be fired. Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, sorry. John Harbaugh did not make the playoffs this year. That team was 8-3, and three, and they lost their last six games of the season. They had a six-game losing streak. In Baltimore, with that roster, it's a good roster of players. John Harbaugh also has a Super Bowl ring, right? Just like Mike McCarthy. He's won a ring. Obviously, he can coach. Why aren't people calling for John Harbaugh's job today? Why aren't people asking the Ravens ownership and the Ravens general manager about the, the job security of John Harbaugh? Let's look at Mike Tomlin. Also there in the AFC North, Mike Tomlin has a Super Bowl ring to his credit. Yeah? They made the playoffs barely, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. They, their, their tie was with the Detroit Lions, for God's sakes. They were playing with, yes, an aging quarterback, but a future first ballot Hall of Famer in Ben Roethlisberger and a team that was constructed by Mike Tomlin and the front office. They got completely embarrassed. I mean... It was so bad that their quarterback was joking about it before the game. Basically saying, we're just here to have fun. We're not, here, we're not expecting to win this game at the, in Kansas City. We're just here to have a good time. We'll see what happens. We're going to roll the ball out there and have some fun in my final game as an NFL quarterback. Why is nobody asking about Mike Tomlin's job today? Why is why is nobody asking questions? Why isn't he being peppered about? Hey, do you, you know? Do you do you feel secure in your job here as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, he's essentially got the same credentials as Mike McCarthy does. A one ring, been to the playoffs a bunch of times. This year was an embarrassing loss in the first season or the fir- the first round of the playoffs. He's not being asked about his his job security. Let's let's take it a step further. Bill Belichick. Supposed to be this defensive guru, has a, has a plan for every man in the NFL, right? Apparently didn't have a plan for Josh Allen, who threw for five touchdowns, had more touchdown passes than he had incompletions against that New England defense, a team that they've seen twice in the last five weeks. Absolutely embarrassed on national TV. Worst loss in the playoff history of the New England Patriots. Worst loss. Why is Bill Belichick not being grilled today about his job security now granted things are tilted a little bit in Belichick's favor he does have six Super Bowl championship rings to his credit (laughs) so that gives him a little bit of an edge over the likes of Mike McCarthy Mike Tomlin John Harbaugh the fact that the way the teams exited or didn't even exit the way they exited their season the Ravens on a six-game losing streak the, the Patriots and the Steelers both getting blown out. Nobody's asking questions. Nobody, you just know, like, like there, was, there was nothing wrong with the coaching on that team. Uh, we, can, we can list a myriad of things that happened. Maybe not so much New England. That game was just a blowout. Buffalo was just – Josh Allen just showed up, put his superhero cape on, and went to work. Um, 
the 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 way that those teams exited, though, you can look at it and say, well, it was this and this and this and this and this and this and the other. The, what are people talking about the Dallas Cowboys exit? It wasn't the way that Dak played. Some people are. Some people are like, oh, you know, Dak was, wasn't great. He wasn't dynamic, and maybe he made a poor decision. He ran for an extra five yards that he shouldn't have at the end of that, uh, end of that game on that quarterback draw. Well, okay, sure. Nobody's questioning the, the defense who played pretty darn well, in, in all things considered, against the 49ers, gave up 23 points. Okay, looked bad early, but was able to get things shored up. The offensive line was bad. Okay, I'll, I'll admit that. I think most people would admit that, that the offensive line was bad. Is that the reason they lost the game? I mean, let's look at it this way. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't just completely, I want to say implode, but start to throw the football game away in the second half, we're talking possibly like a 31-7 to beatdown. At that point, what are we talking about? Like that the Cowboys weren't even close in that game, that Mike McCarthy should be fired, right? That's, that's what we'd be talking about today. We'd probably even be closer to getting fired rather than just the, oh, just the one play, the one bad decision. No, 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 no. This is a litany of decisions that goes all the way back to the beginning of the season. And even worse, it's a situation where he does not prepare his team properly in the week leading up to it. A lot of times you watch Dallas out there, they're just kind of shooting from the hip playing Cowboys out there. Not the way you want to go about the business in the NFL. So why should Mike McCarthy be fired? The fact is because we're talking about it is why he should be fired. Nobody else is getting questioned about their job other than Cliff Kingsbury, okay? but obviously we know why he's being questioned about his job because of his history of losing late in seasons and the way they fell apart. But guys with similar resumes, Mike Tomlin won – one championship, been in the league a long time. John Harbaugh, one championship, been in the league a long time. They're not being questioned. Their teams were embarrassed on their way out the door. Completely embarrassed. Nobody's asking them about their job security. So if, if, if you think I'm just hating on, on you know, Mike McCarthy, it's not, it's not about that. It's not, I, it's not that I think, oh, I should just fire the coach. He deserves to be fired. Like, you can do better. Trust me. You've got a great roster. You can do better. Your head coach costs you the season, period. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we return, we'll turn our attention to Major League Baseball as the MLB lockout continues to loom some important dates to keep in mind. Coming up next, you're listening here to The Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. So Major League Baseball, yes, it is still a thing, apparently, even though we have not heard about it for quite some time and may not be hearing about it for quite some time as well. As some important dates looming now less than a month away. 26 days from now is the start of spring training. It's, it's, it's right around the corner, folks. Pitchers and catchers always report right around Valentine's Day, right? And then about 10 days later is when they start playing games. We are 70 days from opening day. I know that sounds like a long ways away, but as you know, in the scheme of collective bargaining agreements and in the world of professional sports, especially when there is such a heated lockout 
specifically between these two entities that have been at each other's throats since 1978, the the thought of a Major League Baseball season starting on time, it now feels further away than ever. The 26 days till spring training, that's gone. Like, the we're not we're not starting spring training on time, folks. It's it's not going to happen. Trust me, <laughs> okay. And it's not because that's just my opinion. That's the opinion of players. Now, the owners are like, you know, they just hey, well, we sent them a proposal. We we sent them, uh, you know, a, a, a very fair proposal, and they're they're unwilling to uh, to look at it and unwilling to acquiesce to the proposal that we have uh, we've sent them first of all the proposal was a joke it listed virtually nothing of what the players have been asking for in this particular standoff as so to call so to speak right now here's the issues the owners locked out the players what was it December 3rd I think it was December 2nd December 2nd was the lockout, the lockout date. It took them 43 days to submit any kind of an offer or proposal to the players after locking them out. 43 days. They they didn't have a proposal ready to go on December 3rd. It wasn't like, all right, we saw this coming. We knew there was going to be a standoff. Let's have a proposal ready so that we can get things moving along as quickly as possible. It was like... December 2nd, owners in the league are going to lock out the players. Then on December 3rd, they woke up and they're like, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Let's, let's, let's break for Christmas. We'll come back. Oh, and then the New Year's. We'll come back after the New Year, and then, then we'll, we'll put something together for them. How's that sound? Let's, let's do that. Let, let's just all breathe for a minute. BS. Get to work. <laughs> Listen, I am a diehard, lifelong Major League Baseball fan. I have grown up since I was five years old watching the Saturday game of the week with Vince Scully or or Mel Allen, watching, you know, coming home every day from school and turning on WGN to watch the Chicago Cubs play whomever they were playing because even though I wasn't a Cubs fan, I grew up a Giants fan, watching the Cubs baseball or when – TBS got the Braves. I was able to switch back and forth between the Braves and the Cubs. I was double baseball every day after school. No wonder I didn't get any of my work done. I love baseball. I love Major League Baseball. The fact that it took them 43 days of sitting on their asses and doing nothing tells me everything that I need to know about the next 70 days of these negotiations. And then... You look at the proposal that the owners sent to the players, it was a slap in the face. And and when I say a slap in the face, it didn't underwhelm in the numbers that the players were looking for. It wasn't like, oh, you know, we were we were expecting this percentage and the owners are offering this percentage, that's way below it. They didn't even offer a percentage. This is what this is in a nutshell, now I had a conversation last night with a buddy of mine who works for Major League Baseball, not in the front offices, he's on the field level, okay? Talked with him last night. This is this is what Major League Baseball sent to the players, what the owners sent to the players in their um, their new collective bargaining agreement to bring the players out of uh you know of their of their trenches and get them onto the field, okay? The uh, the owners in the league 
They propose the arbitration system for players with two plus years of service. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's that's a, that's a good starting point. Players have been wanting uh, arbitration. However, league league mandated arbitration or, or league uh, governed arbitration over the years has been about nine percent in the favor of the player involved. So it has been very very heavily against the player. Player when a player wins an arbitration case in Major League Baseball, it makes headlines. Like oh my gosh. So-and-so won their arbitration case. You don't see that happen every day. So now they're going to get uh, two-plus years of service with arbitration. They tweaked the proposed draft lottery, and, and get this, folks, they offered the ability for teams to earn more draft picks if their top prospects find success in the majors. So, like, in a, in a congratulations for making the right pick, like, Let's just say, let, let's go back in time. Okay, The Arizona Diamondbacks draft Justin Upton number one overall in the draft. He spends half a year in the minors getting his timing. He comes right up to the big leagues. He hits 19 homers and is one of the most fantastic young players in the league at 19 years old. Within three years, if he continues on that pace, now <laughs> what their considerations for that pace was to be in the top five voting of the MVP award, okay, so it's not like, hey, he's playing really good. He's like your best player. It's like, no, no, he has to be one of the best players in the league. They're going to give you a compensatory draft pick. In, an, in a Major League Baseball draft that is already, what, 35 rounds long, we're going to give you one more pick. Congratulations. Good job on, on selecting that no-brainer player and for having him ascend to the heights that we all expected him to and we're going to reward you with another draft pick there was no discussion about competitive balance taxes there was no discussion about raising the minimum salary there was no discussion about the the free agency market essentially starting at a certain an earlier time for players who had played out their rookie contracts none of it not a damn word of it nothing <laughs> so they wait 43 days to send up a proposal, and the proposal is not even worth the paper that it's printed on. It is absolutely remarkable how far apart these two entities are at this current time. Folks, get ready. There, And I'm saying this at best, at best. We are looking at a maybe 7 to 10 day long spring training that is going to occur very very late in the baseball calendar year and we're going to see some form of a shortened season it's going to happen because they can't play games in december there's going to be a shortened season and it's going to completely scuttle major league baseball because fans do not want to go through this again i don't i don't i, I i'm tired of of this constant bickering and the fact that they don't play games you know me i'm a, I'm a guy i want i want people out there playing like look let's let's figure out the covid testing thing guys got to play we, we got to play games like we, we you know games need to be played we want to put people on the floor what competition we want to see this this is what this is the number one entertainment in the entire world is sports sports entertainment number one in the world it 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 destroys movies music Video games, it is billions and bi- tens of billions of dollars above all of those three entities combined. 
Okay? It's not even close. Games have to be played. Fans are sick and tired of Major League Baseball players not being on the field for whatever reason, whether it be an owner's lockout or a strike. Fans are sick of it. Fans will not come back this time. They will not. I don't know if you will. I know I will I, I've you know I will lose some more of my interest in Major League Baseball than I have over the last decade or so. It's just it's a huge problem. And I forty three days to even send a proposal. Come on. Do you even care? That's what bothers me the most. It's like they don't care. Like, man, whatever. We're already rich. What do we care? I hate that mentality. The NFL playoffs are in full gear, and everyone can get in on the action with a risk-free bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, everyone. If you're already a FanDuel member or if you need to sign up with a new account, all customers are going to get $10 back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Same-game parlays are the parlays that let you add multiple legs to a bet for a bigger payout. You can combine money line, point spread, player props, whatever you want. There's tons of different uh, legs and markets out there for you to choose from. If you're looking at the Kansas City and Bills game that's coming up, on Sunday night, there's all kinds of fun player props on that one, whether it be over rushing yards for the quarterbacks, anytime touchdowns for the tight ends, whatever you want. Add in a money line pick for who you think is going to win the game. You got yourself a nice SGP. You throw 10 bucks on it. Whether you win or lose, you're getting that 10 bucks back. It's awesome. They're the market leader. They're America's number one sportsbook for a lot of reasons. Plenty of promotions like this. You see them all the time. You hear me talking about them all the time. The app is easy to use. Anyone can figure it out. If I figured it out, you can do it, too. And when you win, you get paid out in as few as two hours. It is a legitimate official sports betting partner of the NFL. Like I mentioned, use my promo code DEAN if you have an account. New customers can all can use the promo code DEAN to get your account set up, make your deposit, and your first SGP this weekend is guaranteed with $10. Now, you can also take advantage, if it's your first time betting, on the 30-to-1 odds or for any team to win the divisional round. So bet 5 bucks. Get 150 bucks back when they win. Use my promo code DEAN. Like I said, sign up. You get access to both promos this weekend. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over in President Arizona. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus is $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342. More right here on ESPN Tucson. It's the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right, this is your chance to win Tucson Roadrunners tickets. I got a family four-pack that you can register for right now. The game is next Saturday versus Bakersfield. It's going to be Star Wars night at the uh, at the uh, at the rink for the uh, for the Roadrunners and Bakersfield game, text the word Wars W A R S as in Star Wars to six eight six eight three. The number is six eight six eight three. Text the word Wars right now. We got about a ten minute window open up for you to uh, get your name and get your uh, get your registration in there, and uh, we'll notify the winners. Prior, obviously, prior to the uh, prior to the game, they're going to be digital tickets for you, so you can just uh, open them up on your email, your phone, and uh, get those uh, get, get in there and enjoy the uh, enjoy the festivities at uh, Star Wars Night there, Tucson Roadrunners versus Bakersfield next Saturday night. 
That game is at uh, 7 p.m., so it's going to be after the Wildcats and uh, Scummies game. It's going to be at uh, 1 o'clock, I believe, on that Saturday. So uh, text now. Text the word WARS to 68683 for your chance to win those family four-packs to go see that game on Star Wars night, and may the Force be with you. Suns taking on the Mavericks tonight in Dallas. Uh, Suns are still a little banged up, and now that uh, the Mavericks got Luka back, and he had a hell of a game last night, um, the Suns are still going to be without DeAndre Ayton, who injured his ankle in that uh, in the uh, the game against the uh, against Chicago. So the front line is a little bit uh, a little bit tested right now. Luka's having a nice year. He's averaging nearly a triple double 20, 25, 9, and nine essentially for Luka. And you can listen to that right here on ESPN. Tucson will be picking that up in progress. The game starts at five thirty. We'll pick it up immediately after Spears and Ali because we want to didn't want to kick them off the air for the final thirty minutes of their show. So we'll pick that up in progress right here as your Tucson home for Phoenix Suns basketball, the number one team in the NBA, right here on ESPN Tucson. Coming up in hour number two, we'll start talking some Wildcat basketball. As they're in Palo Alto tonight to take on Stanford, I'll have a full preview of the game, keys to the game for Arizona and all that. Stick around. It's just a quick turnaround here. We'll be right back around the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Casino Del Sol Studio, the soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson. KWCX Tanka Verde. KMXZ HD4 Tucson.